Welcome to Enrich Relationships, a podcast designed to help leaders improve their personal and professional relationships from a father and son team. We each bring executive corporate experience in both public and private companies, as well as personal experience as brothers, fathers, and sons. I'm Dax Rich. And I'm Larry Rich. And together we discuss different leadership skills and concepts that will help you at work and at home. So the focus of today's podcast will be end-of-year evaluations for managers and the importance of being transparent throughout the year so there's no surprises. We've talked in previous podcasts about the importance of making sure that when we have communication with employees or, or other people that we're clear in what our expectations are, that there's no surprises, that we make sure that people know where we're headed and that we can help them get there. So it's important now to really talk about the end of the year evaluation and make sure that that really is a summation of everything we've been trying to do all year long. It's also important, not only in those difficult conversations that we've talked about previously, that we also look at opportunities for growth. As we have these end of the year evaluations, if there's goals that we've set or, or that our employee has set, and they've reached those, or they, maybe they've excelled in those areas, or maybe they've shown growth in other areas, and we're looking at them for possible promotion or possible advancement opportunities, this is a great opportunity to be able to be transparent about that as well. Obviously, we can't make promises that we can't deliver on, so we wouldn't promise a promotion or promise a new position or anything like that. But at the same time, it's a wonderful opportunity to say, you know, all year long we've talked about or we've focused on this specific area, and you've really not only met that expectation, but you've exceeded it. And I feel like that's, that's really important preparation to help you in X, Y, or Z, possible position, uh, possible advancement, possible opportunity. And in this way, channel the growth of our employees so that they see that we really are focused on helping them become the best that they can be rather than just meeting a single individual goal and maybe then having that goal be left behind as something that was just specific for that year. If, if really we're trying to grow a person, it's a real opportunity at an end-of-the-year evaluation to speak to the whole person and their whole success rather than just one specific thing. The way you proposed it, I really like that. That the end-of-the-year evaluation is an opportunity for advancement. It's an opportunity for reflection and then taking what successes or opportunities that you found throughout that year and use that as a catalyst to move into something bigger and better. And a great leader will recognize that. And a great individual, even if they're not in that leader position, maybe it's the opposite way. They're the ones receiving the evaluation. If they can recognize that value and that potential that comes from the evaluation, they can really run with it. As we're talking about that transparency throughout the year, and that's, for me, one of the biggest parts of the end-of-year evaluation is that it's a consistent year-long process. It's not a one-time event where you're being summed up and saying, uh, you did good or, or poor throughout the last year, it's saying, here's the summation of all of our meetings throughout the course of that year. The importance of just being transparent and the importance of going into each of those one-on-one meetings throughout the year and saying, here's my game plan, here's what I need to be working on, or here's what I need in terms of support, is how those individuals are able to really go into that end of the year evaluation with a feeling of accomplishment, with a feeling of purpose, saying, here's what I've really been able to bring to the table. 
when I like to use the word summative because it really is a summative evaluation. Some being in math, obviously adding, and this is so an addition of all the different pieces of the process to come up with a final evaluation on overall. And, and, and really with that too, some evaluations require artifacts or something that are gathered along the way. And it's really an important piece to really look at anything that the employee has provided along the way to look for growth within the, the things that they provide. If it's agendas from meetings or maybe um, project summations, things that they've done on projects or things that they've accomplished, goals that they've made and, and things that they've done. It's really important to look at that because that communicates also the importance in the relationship of looking at what they've done. And if any of it's not clear or it's like, I, I'm not sure how this is related, that's a wonderful opportunity also because there, it may be that they've tried something different or outside the goals that were set. And by not understanding it, we may not realize that they've really accomplished something pretty amazing and they're sharing or maybe they're just giving us a little piece of something as kind of a by the way. And it's an opportunity for us to really include that or highlight that if that's something that's an important part of the evaluation. So I think it is important that we take all those pluses, all those pieces and make sure that's part of the equation. Well, and I like that you talked about record keeping, because I think you and I can both agree that the most successful end of the year summations or reviews that we've ever had either receiving it or giving it is when there's been really clean and detailed records kept along the way, uh, which is why it's just so important that in every one-on-one -on -one that we're attending, whether we're the ones leading it as a manager uh, or we're the ones participating as the one receiving the feedback, that there's some level of note-taking or some level of record-keeping that we do, whether that's a, a system where we can type down the notes, maybe it's a piece of paper or journal where we can write down what was the topic discussed, what was our goal from that meeting, what were some of the obstacles that we addressed. By being very clear and very intentional or purposeful in those one-on-ones on both ends, we do a couple of things. The first is, well, we prepare really well for that end-of-the-year evaluation. We've got it all nice and listed out, like you said. Likewise, we make it very clear what our next focus will be for the next one-on-one. -on -one. So it's not just showing up to a one-on-one -on -one shooting the breeze, talking about whatever it is, or making things up. Now, I've been in a lot of one-on-ones where I've seen both of those. Either we go into the one-on-one -on -one and we're just having a good time talking about whatever it is for 45 minutes, and then in the last five, 10 minutes, it's, oh, we should talk about work. Uh, you're doing a great job. Get back to work kind of a thing. But I've also seen it the other way where there's a lack of trust between the two people. And for whatever reason, either party doesn't feel comfortable talking about what's really happening. Either they, they, they're worried they're going to be put on a performance evaluation or development plan or whatever it may be. You know, they're afraid to, to say, this is what I need or this is where I'm failing. And so it's just a really awkward uh, kind of exchange or maybe it's just walking on hot coals and saying, this is what I'm going to do for next week. Here's what I'm doing well. Let's end this real quick. You know, and there's no record keeping. There's no note taking. It's just that real quick meeting in and out. And while that may feel like you're avoiding a confrontation, so it's a little less stressful, it really does damage that person at the end of the year because how do you know what you've actually accomplished? How do you know what's really been achieved? And how can you have those conversations like we talked about at the beginning of what's the next step for you? Where do you go from here? So the record keeping is just a huge part of A, giving direction to the year and to the end of the year summation. But B, also giving direction to that individual and helping to have that really important conversation that you talked about at the beginning of where do you go from here? What's the next step in your career? 
Well, if I could take that development plan idea, those employees that are on a development plan, at the end of the year summative evaluation or end of the year evaluation, if there's not something addressed with that development plan, then nothing's really developed that whole year. Yeah. It's really important that that's either terminated or it's extended based on and why and the criteria and what will further the development so that that person is developed to where they need to be because otherwise a development plan just sounds more like a threat or some other yeah. scarlet letter that the person wears, which all it can do is hurt morale and really damage relationships. So that's an opportunity to turn things around, to assess development, and to manage growth in that individual. If I can add just a quick experience to that, this may not work for every organization, so I share it perhaps with a bit of an asterisk. But in one of my previous organizations, we used development plans as a very punitive thing. If you were on a development plan, it was kind of the writing on the wall of you're losing your job eventually. But as I sat down and I looked at the development plan, I had a great leader at the time who also sat with me. We talked about what was the purpose of the development plan, which is what you just said. It's to help somebody develop into something greater. And we said, why are we using these as a punitive uh, repercussion as opposed to an opportunity for this person to truly develop? And so I put everybody on my team on a development plan, which scared everybody. Everyone's like, well, I'm doing a great job, or I didn't think I'm going to lose my job. And it was like, look, I'm not doing this for HR. I'm not telling HR that you're on a development plan. This is a you and me development plan. I'm just flipping the script and I'm changing the terminology so that when I say development plan, you don't think I'm losing my job. Instead, you say, okay, we're making a plan to develop me. And we're going to take what I'm doing right now, and we're going to make a plan so that I'm either getting to a new position in X amount of time, um, or I'm doing my job better. So it was just being more intentional. Again, it goes back to that record keeping. It doesn't have to be a development plan. I know for a lot of companies, that's scary and that's very punitive. So you know, I don't recommend that for everybody, especially if you want to keep trust and not scare people. Maybe don't go in and say you're on a development plan. But saying we're going to work hand in hand on some sort of a, a plan, we're going to keep some sort of record that we can look at throughout the year in writing allows us to work together in tandem to achieve some sort of a result and ultimately develop you, which is the point of every one-on-one is ultimately to develop that person. So maybe it's taking it from a development plan into let's plan your development. Maybe it's just reframing a picture. That's great. Yeah. Love that. And don't tell HR. Right. There you go. Thank you for tuning into today's episode and be sure to check out our other episodes where we explore additional ways to enrich your relationships at work and with your family. Before you take off, we invite you to subscribe and share what you liked from this episode with friends, colleagues, and family. Take a moment and share feedback and suggestions with us directly at enrichrelationshipspodcast at gmail.com. Lasting change comes from enriching your relationships both at work and at home.